0: to get 50% off. That's code SELLINGWITHLOVE50 at factormeals.com slash SELLINGWITHLOVE50, and you'll get 50% off. Not bad.
1: Why didn't she tell that to me back then? And she said, because it is hard to say no when you're my boss.
2: Plug into the minds of the world's cutting edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders, rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Valley podcast. Hey everybody, this is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to Superhumans at Work. We're going to be talking about company culture, we're going to be talking about how do employees communicate within a company and what are the different ways they do so if they know they're on a public forum, if they know they're discussing privately, or if they know they can discuss it anonymously. Do we change the way we speak about our company? I'm bringing here the co-founder of Blind, which is a platform that has verified professionals over 3.2 million users, which over 60,000 of them are verified professionals at Microsoft, 50,000 at Amazon, 20,000 at Google. And this is a platform where people can anonymously discuss What is happening within an organization? What are the topics they want to share across industries, across professionals from different companies so that the right topics come to surface? There's so many beautiful things that have come on this platform that has pushed forward barriers for transparency, bring more consciousness around biases, empowering employees, making sure that the culture within a workplace is exposed and discussed in the right way so that improvements can be done. And the co-founder, Kiom Kim, is here with me where he's going to discuss what is it that he's seen in the industry? What has this platform allowed the professionals to do when it comes to the power that an employer holds versus the employee holds? And is this a good thing? I think it is. And we're going to talk about it much more. Kiyom, thank you so much for joining me.
1: And thank you so much for inviting me to
2: Superhumans at Work. I'm really excited to meet your audience. Well, I'm excited to hear more about the initiatives you're doing. Now, we had a quick conversation before we hit the record button here about some of the plans you have, some of the things you worked on. And I wanted you to share us a bit of your journey because from what I understand, this is a platform that started in Korea and you brought this to America. So I'd be curious to understand that journey and why did you bring this to America? Sure. I'm an entrepreneur from South Korea. I actually wasn't
1: the kind of person who was thinking about starting my own company or being an entrepreneur when I first got into the world of profession. But I was lucky because my friend started an e-commerce startup in Korea. And when they had about 10 employees, I was able to join as a sales rep because back then, you know, anyone could do sales and he was my friend. So he just invited me and said, can you help out? The company did super well. It grew to a company with over a thousand employees in less than two years. And that was a really great experience, like a learning experience for me. And what I realized as the company grew so fast is I just became more and more unhappy. One of the reasons was because I felt like I became this senior manager position at this company just because I joined the company early it seemed like something that I could do when I'm 40 years old instead of 26. And it's surprising how close to 40 I am right now. And the other aspect that made me unhappier than before is I really missed the groundwork that I did, like building things from scratch. And one of the problems that I really felt as the company got bigger is the transformation of the organization into like siloed organization instead of like one whole organic organization. There was an incident that really stood out to me when I was managing about 25 people, including about 10 sales reps. One of the best performing sales reps came up to me and said, there was something that you made me do a couple of months ago, and it really made me struggle. And I told her, oh, why didn't you tell that to me back then? And she said, because it is hard to say no when you're my boss. And that's when I kind of realized that not everyone's as comfortable as me talking about these things because of the hierarchy within the companies. That's what kind of motivated me to join the blind team, team building blind, because we wanted to create a place where professionals can be comfortable talking about work. And when you're spending that much time at work, when you're awake, we thought there was no place where authentic discussions can actually happen about work. The reason we decided to bring this to the U.S. was because we didn't think this problem only existed in Korea. We thought this problem existed everywhere around the world. And we also watched The Office, and we thought there would be Michael Scott's all around the world. So I booked a plane ticket to the Silicon Valley and flew over here. And we realized that Amazon and Microsoft, those two big giants in Seattle, were a perfect target for us because they're a huge corporation with a lot of silos and they have a lot of people and Amazon's culture seemed to be a place where people wanted to talk a lot about the problems within the culture. So we went there. I didn't know anyone. So what we did was I got a lot of intros from my mutual friends of Amazon employees and we started throwing parties every week and invited Amazon employees over to talk about blind to talk about what kind of discussions they wanna have within this platform. And they became our first kind of 100 users. And then we did the same for Microsoft. We went into their parking lots and put up posters there. That worked pretty well, actually. And after we had Amazon and Microsoft on board, what we did was we created this public forum where other tech companies can join in as well. So that is basically how our app is structured our platform is structured now. There's a private company channel and there's a public channel where you can talk to people in other industries and you can be anonymous and honest in these platforms.
2: This is really interesting. I pick up on a few things from your story here. Number one is your level of, let's use the word hustle. I love the fact that you used the flyers. You went out and found the ways that you could get the most critical users at some of the most known and reputable companies, knowing that once you do that, it's kind of the critical tipping point to get the rest of the companies to want to be interested in the platform. So really great entrepreneur insight that I got from that. Second is you're talking here about the need for being anonymous. It seems like it's almost required for people to have honest conversations. Now, for someone who's as extroverted as me, I've actually found myself being on the side of saying that I don't understand why people would want to be anonymous. Instead, like why wouldn't they want to Stand behind the statements they make. And so you mentioned the fact that, oh, you're my boss, I can't say no. What are the other, whether it's cultural or trained issues with coming forward with discussing problems by declaring who you are within the organization? Like, why is that such a problem and why is there a need for being anonymous?
1: I think there is no like single villain here and I don't want to take sides here or make the company's villains, but I think the need for anonymous conversation comes from how the organizations are structured because most of the organizations are built on hierarchies. And don't get me wrong, hierarchies are a very effective way of making decisions and executing initiatives. But at the same time, hierarchies make the power dynamics so that the companies have control over who to hire, who to fire, who to compensate, who to promote. And when your job is on the line, when your compensation is on the line, however the company might be open, there are going to be people who are uncomfortable of being fully honest. And I think that is just in part of human nature. And that human nature becomes more prominent when things are bad, when the company has a problem within and the company has, they're facing an economic situation or, or anything that is bad. So... That is what we have seen in the last seven years of the business.
2: And now that we're in the middle of COVID, as we record this, I'm assuming that there's a lot more incidents that come up, like layoffs has had to happen. And it seems like that would be naturally a negative effect for most companies. How have you seen this be a platform where people want to be anonymous more about how companies reacted to the situation? How do they consider the culture? Have you seen examples of... Companies doing it well or not doing it well? What more have we seen here? Yeah, we have seen a lot of
1: discussions of layoffs recently, and a lot of big tech companies have done layoffs. One company that really stood out to us was Airbnb because of such a positive reaction from the employees. And it was surprising because when you are laying off employees, it seems natural that employees are dissatisfied with the company's decision. But it seemed like they did it so well that the employees understood why the layoffs were needed, and also the way the layoffs were conducted. So first of all, we found out that at Airbnb, most of the employees had one-on-one Zoom calls instead of emails when they were notified of being laid off. And they had the extended benefits. The CEO, Ryan Chesky, issued a very empathetic letter. And these kind of sentiments all live in the content on our platform, And we were able to find these sentiments and survey them on how they felt after the layoffs. And we actually found out that Airbnb employees have a more positive perception about the employer than before, which was very surprising. I think this is really important for the companies because no one's going to tell the companies that they don't like the way their employees are treated, especially when you're having layoffs and the companies are trying to cut costs. But What is important is when this pandemic is over or when the economy is much better, people are going to remember how they were treated. So if they were treated in the empathetic way, then they're going to come back. They're going to be more motivated for the company. If they're not, I guess that's going to be a negative for the company. So what Airbnb did so well was they went through this hard times so well that it became the company brand as an empathetic company.
2: It's interesting because obviously Airbnb is pretty obvious why they would need to downsize as the tourism sector has been one of the most impacted ones. I'm very curious, like you've been able to give a voice and a platform for all of these professionals. I think one of the fears that people would have as an employer, particularly, is, oh, if people are being anonymous, is it possible that they create fake stories? Like, how do I ensure that If there's this kind of platform that people are telling the truth i can't even verify i need to debate or you know in an era where we speak mostly about fake news more than ever when you have being anonymous does this issue come up and how do we usually address it
1: yeah we get that question a lot and we believe our platform is more authentic than other platforms because everyone who can participate in discussions are verified with their work email so if you don't have a work email, you can't claim to claim as that employee. Once we have like a sizable community, what happens is if there's two employees from Microsoft, you can lie. But if you have 60,000, you can't really lie because someone else is going to come and say that is not true. And we see a lot of that happening within our community. We call it self-policing and self-moderation. So we ask people to encourage our users, actually, to flag these content if they see our inappropriate or false information or name-calling. I'm not saying we have none of that, but it is minimized because there are eyes watching. And we
2: have a, now a huge community of professionals. And so as we go back into the focus with the employer, some employers might feel fearful as like, oh my God. Like it's almost like people will get to see what's happening behind closed doors and you're giving them this anonymous platform where they can discuss. This might feel fearful for an employer. What are the reasons that got employers to be on board with wanting to support these kinds of platforms? And what are some of the benefits that would have happened once their users were able to discuss on a platform like this?
1: I think the way conversations about work is evolving is very similar to traditional marketing. So there was the Mad Men era where when branding was basically what the brands were saying, and then the reviews came out. So people were looking at reviews on magazines and websites. And now the messages that live on communities that has always existed and are consolidated in social media, and brands are basically providing content for people to talk to each other about their brand. And that becomes a brand. It's very similar to enterprise brand now because before enterprises wanted to hire someone, they could just put up a job ad. And if they do it well, they could hire people by interviewing them. But in 2008, Glassdoor came out. And whether or not you like Glassdoor or not, it did shift the paradigm in where like, it made the, those reviews available for many, many people. What we we're basically doing is the third stage where we are consolidating all the community of alumni community of friends, community of like professionals within the same industry into one place. So the information is accessible. So discussions between these professionals happen. So to answer your question on how companies can benefit from that, if they can provide good content and good experiences for these employees to talk about themselves, their own company even if they don't spend that much time on marketing, people are going to talk about your company here and create that brand. And one other thing is internally, water cooler conversations are known to be honest because it doesn't happen between the company and the employee. It happens between employees. And now you have a chance to get in there and look from a third party at the conversations happening between the employees. And that's where the real sentiment is. So if we can understand that, you can take action earlier than later. That's why these conversations are much more insightful and real-time versus the employee surveys tools that they have within the companies or exit interviews that happen after people decide to leave.
2: Yeah, and if you think about an exit interview, again, that's an instance where I can't say too many bad things, or my referral might be affected. Versus when you have an anonymous platform, now everybody gets to recreate that water cooler chat you speak about. Which, at the end of the day, you can't control as an employer. That happens whether it's behind closed doors and in the public. And I love that once you have that happening in the, or not necessarily public, public, but within that internal domain, as an employer, you now actually can see where there's cracks in the foundation and take preventative action, as opposed to wait, like you said, that the exit interview is happening means you've already lost that key employee. So if I'm an organization, like we're talking here about creating a platform and giving a platform for employees to be able to speak to each other in a safe way, but also giving management and leadership a way of understanding what is the flow of these conversation. What are some of the habits or behaviors or processes that I could bring into my organization that would allow these employees to have more safety when they're discussing these issues and even have it be encouraged so that this can happen more organically? It really depends
1: on the size of the organization.
2: I don't know how many employees Mindvalley has.
1: Mindvalley sits at around 300 employees. Yeah, that's a good size. When you have employees online, they can be anonymous. I think what I would do is acknowledging the platform exists and acknowledging that you are looking at conversation changes a lot because we've had organizations that told the employees or even have blind on one of the slides in their employee onboarding. And the message that is sent out to employees is that they are listening. So they're acknowledging that this exists. And we've seen that change the conversations in a much more constructive way instead of a destructive way. Because when no one's listening and you have no hope in enhancing a problem, then you're just venting. But if you know the company's listening and they're taking action, it just motivates people to think about solutions instead of focusing on the problems.
2: That is kind of the ideal scenario for us. So in essence, we can use this platform, but you want to make sure that as a leadership team, you actually communicate to your employees that whatever is done anonymously, that they are paying attention to so that they can actually see the problem surface. And the goal here, obviously, being improving company culture. And if you're not using a platform like Blind that is your platform, is this something that can be accomplished through anonymous surveys? Like I've seen a lot of these types of things happen within my organization. I'm sure it happens at other organizations. Is that still a relevant tool to be using? I think
1: anonymous surveys do give a lot of insight. The main difference between blind and these surveys is, I think, of course, the format of the information is different, but I think the biggest difference is whether it is company sponsored or not. So we don't work with the companies when we open company channels. We are a consumer app by nature. So anyone at any company can sign up using their work email. And once the community is formed, then companies then start paying attention. But we don't work with the companies when we first open these channels. And because we're not affiliated with the company, people know that we're not gonna give away their identity, which we don't have any information ourselves. And they trust us to be a platform where they can be truly honest. And one of the data points that we have is we asked our users, are you being honest on your employee poll surveys, cultural surveys, and actually 25% of the employees said no. So that was very interesting.
2: Interesting. And so what are some of the big shifts? I'm sure there's a lot of anonymous information you can't divulge, but possibly some trends you've seen. Now that you've emerged as a platform, this social anonymous social network for the verified professional exists. What are some of the success stories we could share about maybe transformations in culture that happen or issues that were highlighted and actions were taken to correct it so that we can be inspired on seeing what is that hope that exists when we have a platform like this for true change?
1: Yeah, I can speak for the individual level as well as the organization level. And most exciting moments when we're working in the working hours is when we see a post named Thank You Blind, there are a lot of people Thanking the blind community, not necessarily our company, saying that I was in this challenging situation and I shared my problem and now I am a much better position. So one example is a woman who got fired when she's pregnant and she was looking for a new job and she was asking for advice on the blind community and people gave her advice on how to talk to HR, how to talk to lawyers and how to look for new opportunities. And then three weeks later, she posts another post saying that she got a new job with a much better offer. So this is a place where if you use it well, you can ask for help to advance your career and get access to the information that you wouldn't have gotten because of the lack of network. In an organizational aspect, I've seen numerous cases where people discuss company-wide issues on Blind. And although, Not every time the company admits it, we see users saying that, oh, this was brought up online and the company started taking action. So I see that over and over again. So I think there's a difference between the companies just assuming this problem exists versus actually seeing people talking about it online. And it's become a good way to raise those company-wide issues and opinions without any fear of retaliation.
2: And I assume this is a very powerful platform, especially when it comes to reducing biases, giving empowerment, and bringing more diversity in the workplace?
1: Yeah, so that's one of the values that we strongly believe in. In the start of this conversation, I talked about consolidating the discussions that existed in other communities. And before, even myself, when I first came to the US, I didn't have any network. I didn't have any alumni circles or any, any place I could go for like, startup advice. But what blind does is we have a lot of privileged people and people who are a little bit less fortunate and people who are immigrants like myself all in one place. But since they are anonymous, you don't have to judge them by skin color, their gender or anything. So information is shared equally and people are willing to help out. You'll be surprised how much goodwill exists in anonymous communities once you use it well. I think the biggest value that we bring to the users is just access, the ability to access the information, the ability to participate, which I think are the two biggest factors in transparency.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very rare that I bring somebody on the show that speaks specific to a platform, but I remember when I saw the details about Blind and what it is that you're doing and the mission that you stand for, I was so impressed by what is it actually creating as a change in the world for being more transparent and to bring all these issues to surface and to make everyone have more self-awareness because they get to be in the conversations, I think is just super powerful. I wanted to thank you so much for taking time and sharing these insights and the progress that's happening at Blind. For everybody listening, this is a powerful place. You can have a look yourself. It's called Blind. We'll have in the show notes all the details that you can log in. Perhaps with your company, you could explore it as well. I love that it's actually a network of people that can support each other. And the beauty here is because everyone is a verified professional, we're not seeing an ecosystem that might be more resembling what we would expect on an anonymous place like YouTube comments where the the term would be used trolls here. It wouldn't exist in a platform like this where you have verified professionals and the conversations being constructive, people out there to support each other, brings a lot of faith in humanity. And companies get to look into this and make powerful changes to their culture. I believe in transformation. And at Mindvalley, we think everybody can grow. And I think with more true information, more transparency, you have more powers to grow your culture, to increase your employee engagement. And those kinds of tools can happen better, not when you're sending out an anonymous survey and everybody has to see their results or submit their results in a siloed version. Instead, you can see conversations happen. And when conversations happen, you get to be closer to the truth. And when everybody feels safe, no biases exist, you can actually see the true information come out and make some powerful transformations within your organization. And as an employee, I think it's a massive tool that gives you more power, which again, can push forward the agendas and the impact that the company wants to make by going and contributing yourself. This has been a powerful conversation. Kium. thank you so much for coming here to share this amazing platform. Keep doing the amazing work that you are all doing there at Blind. And for everybody listening, go check it out and always see how you can actually be part of the solution and less about the problem.